from these guys. But we need help to make this happen. This isn't something that we just falls into place, right? So we've got a good plan falling into place, but we do need help. So I have a sign-up sheet. I forgot it. I texted the wife and asked her to bring it. She didn't even get my text. So we may need marriage counseling after this, Pastor. But no, these stupid iPhones sometimes, they didn't even give her a notification. But anyway, so I do not have it with me. What's that? So August 7th, and the time frames, the event starts at quarter to 9, 8.45. It will open the registration, and it will be done at 2. Now, obviously, depending on what you're doing, whether or not you need to be here a little early, we may, we'll probably have a setup day before somewhere along the way. Those details will come. But the main date is August 7th. Just keep that day open for us. But ultimately, even with cleanup and everything, you'll be out of here by 3. So you can still go to the lake and have a good time with that or two or whatever. But... Put that date down. Please help us with that. I will have a sign-up sheet on the foyer thing come Wednesday night. But if you can sign up and be a part of that, once you're signed up, we'll kind of move you into position and get you lined up. I already know what a a bunch of you will be doing and stuff like that. Um, But we do need help. And just just to make it an awesome day for these kids. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And have you noticed all the kids? See this rose just keep, we're now spilling over the Hoskinsons. You guys are going to be on the back row before you know it. And I love it. It just kind of, they just keep showing up. Our toddler group, we're bursting at the seams in there. We don't know what to do with all these kids. It's awesome. God is moving and God is moving in these kids' lives and we're going to be a part of that. So I, I just, again, I encourage you if you be, be a part of this big day, get signed up on that sign up sheet. That'll be there Wednesday night and moving forward and help us bless these kids and let's start pushing some revival in these kids' lives in this, in this city. So other than that, if you want to stand up with me, we're going to do our confession here this morning before we get started. Oh God, you are my God. Early I will seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see and your glory because your loving kindness is better than life my lips shall praise you thus i will bless you while i live i will lift up my hands in your name my soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips amen amen leave that last part up besides salvation give me one thing jesus has done for you Who? Healing. Give me one thing besides salvation that Jesus has done for you. Okay. Peace. Prosperity. Quit drinking. Have you been filled with the spirit? Because that's a whole lot better. Say it again. Kindness. I want more adults. Give me one thing. The Holy Spirit. One thing Jesus has given you, done for you, besides salvation. My mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. Come on. Grace, forgiveness. What else? Joy. Happiness, joyfulness. What else? Come on. The right woman. Amen. Come on. Some of you haven't spoken up yet. This is what we're doing. Freedom. What else? Wisdom. What else has Jesus done for you besides salvation? Patience. Hope. I want five more from people that haven't spoken up yet. Because this is what we're going to do in worship. That haven't spoken up yet. You got one? You got one? Oh, big fish. Amen. Like those blessings. Give me four more. People that haven't spoken up yet. Love. Give me three more. Restoration. Give me two more. From people that haven't spoken up yet. Life. Children. So be exalted in this place. God of mercy and grace. Let your name forevermore be lifted high. Oh, your praise is on our lips 
As we sing about your goodness, may our words and through our lives we testify. Turn these up for me. So be exalted in this place, God of mercy and grace. Let your name forevermore be lifted high. Oh, your praise is on our lips. As we sing about your goodness, may our words and through our lives we testify. And I'm going to lift up Jesus. Yes, I'm going to lift up Jesus. Yes, I'm going to lift up Jesus. place. 
God of mercy and grace And let your name forevermore be lifted high And Lord, your praise is on our lips As we sing about your goodness May our words and through our lives we testify Oh, may our words and through our lives we testify Salvation's in this place Healing's in this place The God of miracles is in this place Your forgiveness is here Singing glory, hallelujah We're Singing glory, hallelujah For Christ is in this place For Christ is in this place Singing glory, hallelujah, because Christ is in this place. We're singing glory, hallelujah, because Christ is in this place.
lift Jesus high and lift up the King, lift up your praise, let God rise.
Lift every voice. Lift every voice. Lift every voice. Lift every voice, heavenly song. Sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord. Lift every. Yes, I worship the Lord. Oh, I lift up my voice in a heavenly song. And I worship my Lord. It's a word. Worship my Lord. Oh, Every voice, 
the Spirit would say this day, listen to what I would say. For it is the enemy's plan in this hour to turn your eyes away from the Father and His manifested power. It is His plan and purpose to make you doubt. It's the enemy's plan to remove your shout. If he had his way, he would take you out. But that's not the Father's plan for you. The Father's plan for you is victory. So discern the time that you're in. And you were chosen for such a time as this. And you have a part to play. So open your mouth and say, I will find my place. I will seek His face. And I will win a harvest of souls. We worship you, King. Our King. We honor you, Lord. We honor you, Lord. Not our will. But your will be done, Lord. Use us to your glory, Father. Use us individually and use us corporately as a people. We love you. And we set our affections on you this day. Spirit of grace, speak to our hearts the word of the Lord, that which we need. And Lord, let it be planted as a seed in our hearts. And that seed will bear much fruit. That is our heart's cry, Lord. We thank you for it. And all God's people shouted, Amen. 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 Glory. receive this morning's tithes and offerings if you need an envelope raise your hands the ushers will get you an envelope if you want an accurate receipt at the end of the year you got to fill that out accurately last while they are doing that you guys can just go ahead whenever you're ready and, and receive the offering while they're doing that last week we shared the scripture in hebrews 11 verse 6 it says without faith it is impossible to please him for he who comes to god must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We have to understand that God is a good God. He's a victor. 
He's a winner, and greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Ushers, you can go ahead and receive this morning's tithes and offerings. Exalted in this place, God of mercy and grace, and let your name forevermore be lifted high. And Lord, your praise is on our lips as we sing about your goodness, and may our words and through our lives we testify. Amen. If you were here Wednesday night um, for prayer, I had requested for this Vietnam vet. uh, He's a a dear friend, and he was exposed to Agent Orange, and he had a number of surgeries. Well, last week I knew he wasn't right, so I just went to his doctor and said, something ain't right. Well, it turned out um, he has a tumor on the back of his brain now. So I just got a text. We prayed for him, but but he hasn't woke up from an induced coma. So we're going to pray. His name's Keith. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we have prayed, and you said you'd watch over your word to perform it. Now, Lord, we send your healing word to Keith this day in Jesus' name, and we say, wake up, wake up, wake up. In Jesus' name, we thank you that you are God of miracles for him. In this name, day we pray, amen, amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, as, as we were worshiping, and this is what came to my spirit, when God is doing a new thing and God begins to move, And I'll tell you what, I don't listen to the news like I used to, but things are happening. If you listen enough, you'll know things are starting to happen. And and I have found through 30-odd years of ministry, and some of you will understand and agree with this, the closer you get towards a victory, the devil will come and he'll speak in your ear. And tell you, you better get in fear. You better be afraid. And you better begin to doubt. Well, that's how the enemy works. So the stronger voices of doubt and fear and intimidation, you just need to rise up and address it. And use the name above every name, the name of Jesus. And the name of Jesus will take care of the fear. The name of Jesus will take care of the doubt and the unbelief. I, I, I just am, it just, I guess the word is tickles me. When I look at this church, I look at my life too, and the, and the people that are here and the people that have come as of lately, And I've prayed, and we have prayed that God will bring us people to Harvest Church that will fit in, work together, have have the same mindset and the same attitude. And that is happening. And I want you to understand, I don't care what your background was. When you receive Christ, you become a new creation in Him. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. I like the fact that we have young, we have middle-aged like me. I'm, no, I guess I'm young. Um, from the whole spectrum of, of people from different ages. and I want you to know God's got some things for us to do. 
He's got some things for you to do. And that's my goal in, in, in just the last week and in the next couple weeks. Before I do that, I don't want to forget, next week, um, Mike Plain will be here. Dear friend, he'll be here Sunday morning, Sunday night, so please come and support the gift. He has an apostolic gift, and I know you'll be blessed. Amen. Can you put that up for me? I uh, put this down, a central truth and, and purpose. A week ago last Wednesday, when I was in here praying in the morning, I prayed in the, and I just was sitting down and the words rose up in my spirit. For such a time as this. Well, I recognized from Esther. And so I opened that up and read Esther. And I just, I just want you, last week, this week, and maybe a couple more weeks, I know Mike will be here next week. I just want you to know how much the Father loves you. And He has given you and He's given me a, a spiritual destiny. We have a destiny to fulfill. Amen? So, let, just, just listen. Let me read it to you. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. You and your family have an important part to play in this new season. Harvest Church has a corporate responsibility, and you have a personal responsibility, now listen, to focus on, to fight for, and fulfill your spiritual destiny. God wants you and I to be aware of our times, our opportunities, and our destiny. See, the thing is, you need to realize, you and I need to focus on, we need to be focused, say focused. You need to fight for. You got to fight. Then you have to do it. You have, you and I have to do the work of the ministry. You and I have to not just sit and listen, but we have to do some things in the days ahead. So our purpose is threefold. You have a part to play. Don't let the devil tell you you don't. Because you do. Number two, you must discern the times and seasons of God. That's what we're going to talk about today. And then number three, you need to see the big picture. Thank you. I want you to look in your, in your Bibles to Esther. And again, as a way of introduction, if you don't know about Esther, this book in the Bible is what we're living today. And I have a, a wonderful introduction here, and I want to read it from from my Bible, because it is so good. It says, the book of Esther is a remarkable narrative that relates how God's people were preserved from ruin during the 5th century B.C. The book takes its name from the beautiful orphaned Jewess who became the queen of the Persian king who lived in the capital city of Shushan. He is generally believed to be have been to have been King Xerxes I, who succeeded Darius I in 485 BC and ruled for 20 years over 127 provinces from present-day India to, to Ethiopia. At this time, a number of Jews were still in Babylon under Persian rule, even though they'd been free to return to Jerusalem for over 50 years. The story takes place over a period of four years, starting the third year of Xerxes' reign. Now, listen to this. Esther is a study in the survival of God's people amidst, amidst hostility. Does that fit today? Haman, the king's second in command, wants the Jews destroyed. I, I won't say that. He manipulates the king to call for their execution. Esther is brought on the scene and God uses her to save her people. Haman is hanged and Mordecai, a leader of the Jews in the Persian Empire, becomes prime minister. The Feast of Purim is then instituted to mark their deliverance. A unique feature of Esther is that God's name is not mentioned. However, we can see the imprint of God and his ways throughout the book, especially in Esther and Mordecai's lives. From a human perspective, Esther and Mordecai are two 
two of the most unlikely people to be chosen to play major roles in shaping a nation. That's what I want you to understand today. God can use anybody. No matter how insignificant your, you know, your, your family, you, you might not think you're important. You might have been raised and come from a major dysfunctional family. Doesn't make any difference. If you're willing and obedient, amen, you'll be blessed. Okay, it goes on to say, uh, Mordecai, he, he is a Jewish Benjamin exile. She is his adopted orphan cousin. We can see Esther's spiritual maturity in her choice to wait for God's timing. Say that. Wait for God's timing. To make her request to save her people and to denounce Haman. Mordecai also demonstrates a maturity to seek God for timing and direction. As a result, he knows the right time for Esther to disclose her identity as a Jew. These restraints, which are obviously under divine control, proved to be crucial and testify to the book's spiritual base. Both Esther and Mordecai fear God, not people. That's good. Regardless of the consequences, Mordecai refuses to pay homage to Haman. Esther risks her life for the sake of her people by going to the king without being summoned. Now, she could have been killed. They make it their mission to save lives that Haman had planned to destroy. What do you think the church is doing now in saving the lives of countless babies that are being aborted in this land? There's a lot of parallels here. As a result, Mordecai, Esther, lead a nation into freedom. They're honored by the king and given greater authority, privileges, and responsibilities. Listen, when you do what God's called you to do, you'll be promoted. Bottom line. The book of Esther shows us a classic example of successful teamwork. Say teamwork which we see in the way Esther and Mordecai conduct their lives. Their relationship vividly portrays the unity that the Lord Jesus prays for his disciples to experience. The success of their individual roles, even their very survival, depends entirely upon their unity. Esther shows us how God destroys those who try to harm his people. We're coming into that. Now, I don't wish destruction and death on anybody. But I'm telling you, if you're going to come against what God wants, there will be judgment. This reminds us that God is faithful to destroy Satan, that his sovereign purposes ultimately prevail. Now look at Esther 4. If you don't, if you don't think your life is significant, then you need to change the way you're thinking. Because we are all children of the king. We all have a plan and a purpose for our lives if we'll just take the time and get with the Father and seek Him and seek His face day after day. It might take a while. It might take a few years. It might take many years. But are you willing to stay with it? Esther 4 and verse 13, it says, And Mordecai told them to Esther, to answer Esther, do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows? This is the scripture. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Who knows whether you, you, have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. You, well, you know, you, you got a big attitude. No, yeah, I do, because I got a big God. And you got to know who you are. And sometimes, you know what, folks, it takes a few years. Because I, I, I'll clue you, if I asked you to raise your hand, you probably wouldn't do it. But there's a lot of insecurity here in this house. I have insecurities. We all do. Did Gideon? <laughs> he was in the ground hiding, threshing out the grain. But you've got to get past your own insecurities and your own idiosyncrasies and, you know, your wrong thinking. Listen, I'll tell you something. 
I just came back. We came back. She wanted to go to North Dakota because she's never been to North Dakota. She wanted to go to Fargo. So I said, okay, I'll, we'll go. I've, I said, I've slept on the ground two nights, and I've taken the wife to Fargo. So now you can leave me alone for a while. What was I talking about? Oh, I know what I was talking about. But I got up. You know, I've been gone a few days. You get out of sync. You've been you've gone a week. You know, you come back. You've been in. She's been in Cancun. Wow. But she just, oh, we got to get back into the routine again. So on my way today, I thought, I better get saved. What do you mean? I mean, I did not feel like going to church. I did not feel like I was even a preacher. You mean you feel that way, Pastor? Yeah. I'm human. We're all human beings. But the difference was, maybe 40 years, I wouldn't have gone. But because I have been faithful and not allowed my feelings and my emotions to rule my life, I'm able to take a step of faith and say, no, I'm going to do what God's called me to do. Now, I had my message prepared, but do you understand what I'm saying? If you've been on, you, you're gone and you've got to get back in the routine. And sometimes you just got to ease yourself into it. So I begin to worship him, I, and I pray in tongues, I pray in the Spirit, get myself built up again, and then we get in here and we begin to worship, and that's a new song, isn't it, that first one? I like that song. Pretty soon, I hear this, shout! And it's like it woke me up, it was Bobby. And I looked at her, and no, no, don't get squirrely on me now. I looked at her and I said, did you sense the anointing on that shout? Now, that doesn't mean we all just shout to shout. But you've got to shout sometimes. You've got to get past how you feel. So I'm going to be 64 and I don't feel like I was 34 anymore. Yeah, I know we have the, the spirit of God will quicken this mortal body. We all say that. But we still all have aches and pains and things we got to work through. But, yeah, go ahead. Let me tell you something. I'll interject something. It's when we don't feel like praising him that we make an effort to do it, he shows up. So remember that. You can't. Yeah. You, but you don't go by how you feel. Some things we do just because we're obedient. I'm called to be a preacher. I'll clue you. I've got pastors. and I, Pastor Hank, we turn him on. You tell him, listen to him prophesy. I just thought, Wow. I just feel great, but I'll clue you, he's got he's a human being too. But you gotta work through these feelings and these emotions, folks. Those are the ones that are gonna take the land. Those are the ones that are gonna possess the land. Because there'll be plenty other people just back home. I don't feel like it. Oh, I don't feel good. I just don't feel I'm I'm tired. We all have moments like that. Those kind of, but those, yeah, well, you did it. But those kind of people aren't going to win a harvest of souls. Those kind of people aren't going to take this nation back. Amen? Well, this is different today. I have a message and then I don't preach it. We said there, I'll skip some of this. There's three kings to, uh, three keys. Three keys to determine your destiny. If God planned it for you, it will happen. Did you hear me? Proverbs 19.21 says, For we humans keep brainstorming options and plans, but God's purposes prevail. 
Number two, God gives us unique gifts and talents. Say, I have a unique gift. And your destiny is tied to those gifts and talents. And your gift will make room for you and bring you before great man. My youngest, Micah, is, is 24, right? 23, soon to be 24 is in the guns, and the kids can tell you. He'll, I'll, I'll, we'll watch a show, and I'll say, what, what kind of gun's that person using? He'll just tell me right away what that gun is. And he's, like I said, he's practicing all the time, just quick. Try. He'd been, you know, pretty good in the Old West. I'd been Barney <laughs> trying to get the gun out. <laughs> but there's a passion. Young people discover your passion. Because your passion is tied to your destiny. Amen? And then remember God's timing. Let's talk a little bit about that. I want to talk about God's timing. You and I must discern the times and seasons of God. The time in which we live right now, you must know that something's going on. You can't, you've got to be aware. Aren't you aware of what, what's going on in this nation? And yeah, in the natural, you think it's terrible. Oh, I don't. There's some things coming. Wow. You and I must discern the times and seasons of God. We, your destiny will be fulfilled in God's timing. God gave me a word Back in 83 or 1984, and I thought, boy, surely it'll happen next week. It's 2021, and I have yet to see some of these things happen. Does that mean it won't? No, it means God has a timing, timetable. We want to hurry it up. God has a, has a timetable, and we need to follow it. Yet, who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Time in the Hebrew means a particular time, a season, an age, an occasion, or some period of time. It describes, now this is good, because there's another word that describes a large amount of time. But this describes a small space of time, such as Passover season, rainy season, harvest season. And there was a tribe called Ishakar in First Chronicles twelve thirty two. Ishakar, who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. The Message Bible says it this way: Men who understood both times and Israel's duties. Another one says these leaders knew the right time to do what needed to be done. So we, the church today, we need to know what needs to be done. And the devil will try to steal your shout. He'll plant seeds of doubt. He'll try to take you out. But you've got to know you were called and appointed for such a time as this. A gentleman that I knew, Kathy and I knew many, many years ago. He's written books and devotionals. His name, he was a prophet. His name was Dick Mills. And in the early, year, early years of her ministry, he'd been in the church. And he wrote this. He said, the tribe of Ishakar knew what Israel should do. It is one thing to wake up and know it is 6 a.m. It is another time to arise, get dressed, and go to work. Knowing your opportunity sets the stage for action. Action is a result, and knowing what you are to do. So do you know what you're called to do in this time? Well, doesn't make any difference if you're called to children's ministry if you're called as a, a greeter security whatever you're called to do do it with all your might say well i know i don't know quite yet where i fit or what i what i'm called to do. that's all right just relax and give yourself some time god will show you i believe god is just blending <laughs> say the word blending we're like we're all in a blender but it's all going to get mixed up and we're all going to come out and it's going to taste pretty good. Amen? Ecclesiastes 8 
says, he who keeps his command will experience nothing harmful. And a wise man's heart discerns both time and judgment. I like that. A wise man's heart discerns both time and judgment. So if a wise man discerns the time, what does a fool do? I see two categories of people. Wise people discern the time. Fools don't. And I'm not a fool. And you're not a fool. You're wise men and women of God. Amen? Listen to Daniel 12.10. It says, the unrighteous won't have a clue about what is happening. There's some unrighteous people right now pretty nervous. They don't have a clue what's going to happen here real soon. But those who live wisely will understand what is going on. Say this with me. Father, I want to understand your times, your seasons. Let that be your heart's cry every day. Isaiah 33, 6 says, wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times. So what brings stability? Wisdom and knowledge. Knowledge is facts. Wisdom is understanding how to proceed based on these facts. Now, I'm going to show you the difference. Now, listen again. Wisdom is understanding how to proceed based on these facts. A lot of us here, we know facts. We have knowledge. But wisdom says, this is how you use the facts. This is what you need to do. Here's an example. Noah had the facts about a coming flood 120 years before it arrived on the scene. But he didn't know what to do until he received a word of wisdom, build an ark. There's the difference. We got facts, but see our ears, our spiritual ears need to be opened. To receive direction from God. What to do. When to do it. And how to do it. But if we're all busy and distracted. You don't hear. Amen. Hebrews 11.7 says. By faith Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen. Now let me stop there. Have any of us been divinely warned of things not yet seen? That's not a hard question. If you're listening to the prophets, are you listening to what the prophets are saying in this hour? So are we being divinely warned of things not yet seen? You know, Prophet Hank prophesied the heat. I forgot about that. Kathy reminded me when we were in Fargo and it was hot. But you, what's the heat going to do? Turn the heat up. Amen. But also Noah was moved with godly fear. And because of that, he prepared an ark for the saving of his household. Do you have godly fear? Then if you do, you're going you're gonna to do what God's called you to do. Don't, like I said, don't get upset if you don't know, especially if you're young, you don't know what you're called to do. Don't get, don't get upset if you don't know specifically. Because God has a plan for your life. Just being here today, coming to prayer, you know, avail yourself to the opportunities to be in His presence. The more you're in His presence, the more you're going to know the easier it's going to be to hear. Amen? See, I skipped half my message. Stand up, would you, please? I had a lot of other good stuff. I'll sit down, let's give it. No. That's the thing as a preacher, you got to know when to shut her down. They'll wear the people out. Noah discerned the times and seasons of God and prepared. Amen? Esther discerned the times and seasons of God and prepared. You and I as believers must take personal responsibility to prepare our hearts spiritually, 
and in the natural. For the greatest outpouring of God this world has ever seen. I firmly believe it. And God is going to use people like you and I. Insignificant backgrounds. Amen? Crazy dysfunctional backgrounds. Amen? God's putting us all together. Amen? And something's going to happen. I believe that with all my heart. God told me years ago, and I'll say it again, I say it by faith, sooner than you think, must be prepared, no fear, and strategy. We're in the strategy part. We're at number four, knowing what to do and how to do it. We need to seek his face. In fact, say this with me. Seek his face. Grow in grace. Find your place. And finish the race. Now I got a new translation of the scripture I read you from Hebrews. I'll close with this. By faith, harvest church. Being divinely warned of things not yet seen. Moved with godly fear, prepared their hearts, and prepared in the natural for a harvest of souls and God's manifested glory. Amen? Amen. Well, the preacher lied to you. I'm going to close with this. This is Brenda Kuhneman. How many got this book? Great book. I use it every day. Even when I don't feel like it, I read that prophecy over myself. I'm reading this to you today. So listen. It's called Born to Stand Out. We decree you shall not live your days blending in, but standing out. We say you shall shine and be promoted to represent the kingdom. May you only experience the seasons of hiding that come from the Lord and not those that come from the enemy who would try and keep you pushed down and held back. We decree you're being drawn out of obscurity into God's limelight of influence. We say that the unique role that you've been ordained by God to play comes to its fullest measure of effectiveness. We say you've been born for such a time as this, and you shall stand out with a unique message and anointing. We say people are drawn to you, that you shall excel and emerge into an exceptional vessel of His glory, and that the name of the Lord shall be glorified in you and through you. You were born to stand out. Say, I was born to stand out. So stand out this week in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Is there anyone here today you need prayer for your body, your physical body? Anybody else? Praise God. Yes, ma'am. Like seizures. And what's your first name? Reagan. Father, we pray and come in agreement for Reagan. We speak to her body, resurrection life. We bind the spirit of infirmity in the name of Jesus. And we curse any disease that would try to attach itself to Reagan's body. We speak healing, health, deliverance. Thank you, Lord, for doctors. And Lord God, give them wisdom. But Jesus, you are the ultimate physician for Reagan. So we bind that infirmity and lose healing, health, and recovery this day. God of miracles, show yourself strong on behalf of Reagan. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Now, I appreciate her heart wanting to pray for her friends. Amen. Anything else? Monday night, thank you. Tomorrow night, we've been, we have had a lot of opportunity and 
But we started on the 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 Holy Spirit series, and we'll continue with that. But if the Holy Spirit interrupts you <laughs> to do something else, I'm going to do this too. But tomorrow night, if you have not been filled with the Holy Ghost, tomorrow night's your night. And I, I will teach. I I will short teaching, simple teaching. And, and you'll understand why you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. It doesn't end with just salvation. There's more. So come and experience the more. And, and come expecting to be filled. Did you hear me? Come expecting. What did you say? And if you're... if Go ahead. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Seven o'clock. Okay. God bless you. Thank you. Have a good week.